everyone welcome to the daily grind my name is kelly johnson your fun and friendly host we're in episode 41 of season three the very best one yet We are launching a new college series edition to our podcast uh, within this season. So I'll keep the introduction short because we have a special guest on today's podcast. So I'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to welcome Allie Stumler. Allie's currently a senior at the University of Kentucky. She plays on the women's volleyball team for the Wildcats. So welcome to the show, Allie. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you on the Daily Grind, Allie. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story and what you do. So yes, can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your Daily Grind? Absolutely. Um, so I guess some background. I'm originally from Floyd's Knobs, Indiana, about an hour and a half away from where I am right now in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I started playing sports when I was probably four or five, grew up in a very athletic family. All my family played sports. My parents met playing volleyball. Um, so started with basketball. That was kind of what I loved to start with. And then when I was eight is when I started playing volleyball. My older cousin, Courtney, she decided that she was going to try out for her club team. And then she was like, you might as well come with me. She was two years older at the time. So she was 10. And so I, I kind of just agreed to doing it and then um, loved it ever since I was eight. And then I think around 14 was when I switched clubs over to Louisville, Kentucky. Just a bigger club, had some higher level training there. So that's kind of when I started realizing that that's when I like wanted to pursue college volleyball. I had some offers and visits started lining up freshman, sophomore year of high school. So that's kind of when my dreams started to, you know, I could see them actually becoming a reality, which was really awesome. And then came to Kentucky in 2018 and just finished my last season in December. So about a month ago, I played my last collegiate volleyball game, which is kind of, kind of sad, bittersweet, I guess, but it was an awesome ride and definitely could not have asked for a better four years. That's for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I said, we're excited to have you on, on the show today. Uh, learn more about your story. Inspire us on our own daily grinds out there. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask right away, family influence on the sport of volleyball for you? Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, my parents, they both played. Um, my mom played in college at just a small Christian school back home. It was called Graceland College at the time. I don't even believe it's a college anymore, but she, you know, got a scholarship and was able to play there. Um, and then met my dad soon after, and they played um, like intramural stuff all throughout when they were young. Um, that's how they met. So yeah, that was kind of their background, which I didn't know growing up until I kind of got older. But and then my older cousin, she's the one who kind of introduced it and um, kind of just took off from there. So definitely a lot of, I don't know, my whole family is very competitive. You know, every Thanksgiving, Christmas, we're you know beating it up around pool, ping pong, whatever it is. So just love the competition for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk about the drive, the competitive uh, personality you have. That's great. Another thing, too, actually, 
your number, number 17, was that like influence on your family? Is it mean, uh, meaning behind it? Tell us more. Yeah. Um, good question. That kind of was all over the place. I think my first number, if I can remember, I think was seven because, so I come from, um, a religious family. Um, all of us are, you know, grew up in a Christian background and that's kind of, um, a big part of who we are. And seven was like the biblical number. Um, and so I knew that I went to Christian school growing up, we grew up in church. And so that was kind of I was like, oh, this is like my way to kind of honor God through my sport. You know, you just at a little peanut age of like seven or eight. So that's kind of where it first started. And then as I got older, um, I think I switched over to three at one point. I don't know. Seven and three were kind of like my numbers. Um, got to high school and the only numbers that were left was like 17 and then some other like crazy number that I was not interested in. So I took 17 um, and then it kind of just stuck. And in college, we got to choose our number and 17 was open. And I had it in high school, so I was like, well, I might as well just keep the tradition going. So seven is kind of symbolic of just my faith, and that was important to me. But 17, I don't know. I don't know how that kind of, the one jumped in there, but that's kind of the story of 17. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just speaking of numbers, a lot of uh, accomplishments throughout your career at Kentucky. The uh, list could go on and on. We could be talking for days here, to be honest, <laughs> on, you know, being the Southeast Regional Player of the Year, Conference Player of the Year, lots of different awards, you know, void to, you know, all SEC team, you know, lots, lots of great um, accomplishments, like, in the books. But along with accomplishments, you know, the, those success stories, we also have challenges you overcome. So can you tell us about, you know, a challenge you've overcame uh, throughout your career, whether it's in the sport of volleyball or even out off the court? Yeah, absolutely. I guess the more recent one that I've kind of just been thinking on um, whenever I read the questions was um, earlier in my senior year. So earlier in probably um, August, September was when the start of our season kind of kicked off and coming off of such an awesome year last year, you know, winning it all. Um, we had a very just mature and old team. I think there were only maybe one or two underclassmen that played. So just very mature, understood the game at a very high level. And so we graduated a lot of girls and I was, you know, one of the very few upperclassmen that were on the court at all times. And so I knew that coming off a successful year, being, you know, one of the leaders that was still on the team that I was going to carry a big load this coming up year, senior year, you know, everybody wants to just finish strong, you know, go for the repeat. Everyone's talking about it. So just like, obviously all that weight was on the shoulders and then just a lot of freshmen came in and they had a big load. So trying as a senior to understand their shoes, you know, I came in as a freshman and was just kind of thrown in and was playing my freshman year. And I know the feeling that they had. So I was trying to carry my weight, help them out, you know, lead them to kind of bring our team together because we needed them. They were very crucial pieces of our puzzle this year. Um, and I think our very first probably six games, I was just, I was so overwhelmed. And there was just a lot of like, I'm not doing my part. I wasn't playing well personally because just of all the outside influences. And I felt pressure from my coaches and my teammates. And I just remember like breaking down in our assistant coach's office. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just am overwhelmed. And he, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, and he's like, don't be sorry. Like, it's fine to cry, like let it out. And that just goes to show, you know, the relationship and trust that our coaches and our players had, but just like a very overwhelming feeling of, you know, everybody wants to perform well and have an awesome last season and then wants to repeat and wants to be the big senior leader and all those things. And it just like, wasn't happening. And I was, 
just really bummed and I hate letting people down. And I felt that just to an extreme more than I ever had. And so that was really hard. Um, my coaches just had to keep reminding me that things would fall into place. We just had to work on chemistry and work on um, stuff that, you know, last year we didn't have to work on. We didn't have to work on the chemistry and feeling comfortable next to each other. I just, we had done it for multiple years and it felt really good. Um, so just having patience and kind of knowing that my role, my leadership role is going to look different than I think. And, um, just kind of have to roll the punches and that's kind of what it took. And by the end of the year, I think, um, we obviously didn't finish how we wanted to, but I think by the end of the year, we were all very comfortable and we all, you know, set into our roles and knew that that's how the team was supposed to be. And we were really good, but it's kind of a rebuilding year and, you know, you got to start somewhere. So um, that was really challenging for me. Just didn't kind of work the way that I'd hoped it had, but I learned a ton from it, which, you know, is what all you can hope for from kind of a setback like that. Yeah, really well said, Allie. A lot to, to even break into or dive into just speaking on your experiences on the team. And just in general, I, I loved how you uh, word it as, you know, looking in the shoes of, of, of the freshmen because you were, you were younger it feels like so long ago, but uh, to be honest, like it helps you propel yourself as a leader on the team, as well as, you know, set example for other people, whether it's, you know, on game day or off game day, or even just in the classroom or, you know, in your own daily grind. So that, that speaks for itself for sure. Yeah. Even just talking about your, we talked about, you know, the individual goals that you have, also the team goals in mind too, uh, just to accomplish those, you know, those like what you've done on the court with number of wins, whatever the st stat is you want to focus in on. But you mentioned, you know, uh, dealing with stress or that pressure. Mm -hmm. So do you train, like, uh, does your team train, you know, both the, that physical as well as that mental from a mental aspect too? Yeah, absolutely. That's something that our coach, um, Coach Skinner, really um, tried to get, you know, me personally, but also our team just to kind of take another step in our mindfulness, I guess is the right word. And, so my freshman year going into sophomore, we always have kind of end of the year meetings, checkups, the coaches like rate you on physicality, um, mentality, how well you played, what's something you can do better. You know, they just rate how well you did in the season. And that's, you know, every spring and every summer they do those. And so it was my first one right after my freshman season that I had ever played. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know what they're going to say. And some girls left like crying and it was just this big thing. So I had no clue what to expect. And um, overall went really well, but their main thing that they wanted me to focus on was my mental toughness and my mindfulness, I guess. And so they said, you know, read books. Uh, our coach, he sent over like multiple book titles. He recommended podcasts and listening to, you know, just podcasts of people who are very well known, like Jordan Larson, the best to ever do it on our team or in our sport. And um, just said, you know, you have to learn from people. You have to take time to practice it. And so that was kind of my challenge that year. And really, I mean, every year on, it's not something you can ever master, but, um, and then that next year as a team, we met with our sports site, sports psychologist probably once a month. And he would just take us through different exercises and different, um, ways that we could focus on being mindful. And our coach always says, it's kind of his big thing. And, um, you know, each point it's really easy to look ahead or, you know, look back and think, oh, I should have done this better or, oh, that was really good. And then you lose track of where you are right now. Then you're not focused for that point. And so then it kind of turns into a snowball effect. So if you're just like current, if you're present right in that moment, um, right where your feet are, then you'll never miss a beat. And so that was kind of what we trained over and over. Um, one exercise and I'll shut up about this topic, but he would give us all a tic-tac and we'd stick it in our mouth. 
and uh, we would just have to like suck on the tic tac like not trying to break it up don't bite on it but just like close our eyes we'd sit in a dark room all of us and we would just coaches included um suck on the tic tac and you just had to think like about the tic tac so whether it's like the color the shape like you just say in your head like tic tac tic tac whatever it is and it probably took a good like four or five minutes and you think just like sitting in silence for five minutes is a super long time you can like hear people's like saliva and the tic tac and me i was like so distracted but like the second you felt that like distraction you think like okay back to the tic tac and it's just so easily translated to a match or practice. Like there's so much going on, like you mess up or you do well, or you think about what you're doing after the game or what your coaches just told you, what they're doing over there. And it's really easy to lose focus on what's at hand. And so that was kind of just our practice on mindfulness and just being true competitors. And, you know, if you, if you take one play off mentally, not even physically, but mentally, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So um, definitely that's something our coaches really taught us and trained us and personally challenged me to do. And I'm still learning and trying to be better at that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mental toughness is so key, whether you're in sport or even out of sport, uh, in your own daily grind. So I hit the nail on the head there, Allie, uh, speaking of team and just like your highlight reel in general, you probably have like so much stuff you could discuss or memories over the, over the years. Can you tell us one of, uh, share with us on the pod today, you know, one of your favorite team or career highlights? Ooh, there's a lot. Um, I think an easy one. I think anyone would say it, but winning the national championship, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's like not as cliche, I guess, but a moment like that, it just, you can't really beat it. And I think, you know, in that specific moment, I say this a lot, but my favorite part of winning the national championship was, well, one, it was in the midst of COVID, you know, there were so many challenges and um, we played basically two seasons. We played in the fall and the spring um, when most conferences only played in the spring. So we were um, kind of, you know, worn out to the, to the very end. And it came down to that moment. And I think, you know, as soon as that ball hit the ground and like, we realized that we won the whole team, like all six players just turned and looked to the bench and then to our coaches and like everyone just came together instead of it being like just us six, like on the ground, you know, huddled up like, Oh, we did it. No, it was like, we did it like coaches, teammates, you know, everybody, the power of 15. And, um, and then we all kind of like held arms, you know, everyone's crying and we're just looking to the stands and it was very like limited numbers out in Omaha. So not really close to here. Um, lots of family friends drove like 11 plus hours just to watch us play. And we all just were like linked arms, like looking at our fans and it was just an unreal moment. Just like we, we did, you know, the, the unbelievable, the, the unimaginable that people would say like, this is like a miracle game or whatever. And like, we did that a moment that we'll just truly never forget. So Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely a memory. I think I will probably forever say is number one on my list. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's like, that tops the charts here. I haven't had moments like that on the pod yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, uh, speaking of the daily grind, can you walk us through your own daily grind in the, in the life of Allie Stumler? Like uh, whether it's, you know, a match, a match day or even like a non-match day. Yeah. So right now it looks a little different without volleyball. Um, So I guess I can start there and kind of work back to when I was in season. But um, right now I'm student teaching. I'm in my last semester of college, Um, an elementary education major. So I'm student teaching at a local elementary school um, in kindergarten. So um, for me, I guess my daily schedule, I get up at around six and then I head to school. I have to be there around seven. 
Um, I teach all day until like 3.30. Right now it's more just like observation and teaching like one or two hours a day. And then by the end of the next eight weeks, I'll be teaching a full week. So kind of building up to that, which is really exciting. Trying to kind of, um, I'm hoping to play um, overseas within the next couple months and uh, possibly USA. Just kind of see where that takes me. That's obviously a dream of mine. So I'm trying to stay in volleyball shape, which is a little difficult, but I gave myself a good month off, I think, when we went home and just not touching a ball for a while. Um, but now I'm kind of back on it and played for the first time yesterday, which was really fun. Um, so incorporating volleyball here and there whenever I can and then just trying to stay in shape. I uh, recently just started CrossFit, so that was really fun. Um, my mom was a big CrossFitter, so uh, I just signed up yesterday for the membership. So now I'm like, okay, paid the money. Now I got to get my butt in the gym and do it. So that's really fun. Just another, again, like the daily grind, the, the pot or um, just the competitiveness, I guess, of um, what CrossFit is. I'll just love that. And I'm really passionate about that. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll just come home. I'll do a workout class around six or seven. It's an hour long, come home, eat, do some homework, head to bed around 10. Um, back in season, I guess a traditional game day when let's say we were home, we would have class in the morning until about probably 12, 12 or one, um, we'd go to the gym, eat lunch, have a little practice, pregame practice for about an hour or two, watch film, um, hang out. Some people would get like extra reps. Um, you just obviously have to manage your body in that time. So try not to you know, kill yourself or overdo it before a match, but we would watch film. Um, and then we go have our pregame meal about, I think like two or three hours, probably three hours before the match started. Um, we'd all, you know, go to the locker room, get ready, do hair, makeup, um, get our ankles taped if that's what you had to do, treatment. And then about an hour and a half on the clock, we'd go back out and do a little bit more, just prep and then warm up. So it kind of took the whole day. You'd have to get the gym a good five or six hours early just to kind of knock everything out and feel prepared. And I think mentally more so than anything, you know, practice, you obviously have to be mentally locked in, but it doesn't take much preparation before practice. Like I don't have to like an hour before practice, I need to start like, you know, have my coffee, have a good meal and then like lock in on practice when it's time. But for games, it was like a good seven hours. Like I need to wake up with the right mindset. I need to like clear the brain, no like heavy conversation on like phone or if there's, you know, issues going on with family, friends, whatever it is, which hopefully doesn't happen a lot, but you know, just eliminating those, like eliminating all distractions on game day and just making things very simple. We're very, well, I should say Coach Skinner is very strict on routine and making sure you stick to the same routine. So every day, if you drink a cup of coffee at 8 a.m. and then at 2, that's your routine and you kind of stick to it, feel what your body needs and kind of roll with it. So um, that's kind of a typical daily routine and um, one that I'm in right now and still trying to kind of figure out. Yeah, I like the both comparisons there. Uh, I just similarities between both of them is just being being able to stay organized on top of what's what's on your mind for the the day ahead of you and then just being able to stay focused and uh, have that motivation that inner drive to accomplish whatever you're doing what's Mm -hmm. on the radar ahead of you so yeah just speaking of the daily grind that's the name of our podcast what Mm. does the daily grind mean to you yes trying to you know think of this big great answer but I think just the simple answer would be to win the small moments um that being You know, for example, so today, like I did not train today. I worked out um, hard on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. My body's tired today. 
I need a day off. So I'm going to win this moment by I'm going to eat really well today. I'm going to get a good night's rest, drink a lot of water and do what I can to recover today. So then I put myself in the best position tomorrow to win that moment. And I know I need to train hard tomorrow and I'm going to go in and get extra reps tomorrow. have a long day of class, you know, in season that could be whether, you know, part of my game is feeling a little off. Okay. What can I do to win, you know, win an extra moment? So that's going in to watch film or if my body's feeling great and I can get some extra work, I'm going to call a coach in. Hey, can we do some reps here? That could be as simple as I need to win this moment by making a good decision of, going to bed at 1030 instead of, you know, midnight. So I think like in life, we're just faced with a lot of choices. And in college, especially, um, it's really easy to, to want that college experience. And everyone kind of knows what that means. But um, you just have to live with a lot of, I don't know the right word, but you just have to kind of pick and choose and kind of win your battles and win each moment. And that's not going to be easy all the time. You have to be very disciplined and um, so that kind of goes in season and out. So like I'm not in season right now, but I know within the next six months, I'm hopefully going to be chasing dreams overseas. So I need to be making great choices right now and choosing to grind daily instead of just, you know, the month before I go overseas. But it's a continuous mm-hmm. grind and continual um, choices of doing the right thing. So, yeah, really well said, Allie. Uh, having that strategic mindset, again, what you're focused on, what your goals are, ahead, both short-term and long-term. You mentioned earlier on in the interview uh, having that patience. So that's, again, true example, true daily grinder here on the show talking about what you need to look ahead and taking care of yourself so you can perform at the level that you want to, uh, not Mm -hmm. just, you know, meet those goals, but exceed them too down the road. So yes, you have made it to our rapid fire question section. So we have a top 10, lots of fun ones about faves. So like to hear your answers here. Yeah, we'll just go with the flow. So here we go. So number one, favorite uh, like game day breakfast meal. Ooh, probably a breakfast sandwich, like bagel, eggs, some kind of meat and hot sauce for sure. Big hot sauce girl. So All right. some kind of protein loaded meal. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. All right. Number two, favorite song or like walk up music. Oh, um, I'm the worst at music. Um, I love country. That's not really walk-up music, but honestly, we have a teammate who just picks all my music, walk-up songs. I just tell her, pick a song, so she kind of does that, but I'm a big country girl, so kind of anything country. All right, all right, I hear you. Favorite uh, city, state, or school to travel to? I love going to Florida. I'm a big Florida girl. I love the warmth, and then it's always a big rival game, so it's a big game on top of it, so probably Florida. Okay, all right. Favorite uh, foodie spot or restaurant on or off campus? There's a place called Local Taco here, and they've got, like, authentic tacos, quesadillas, really good queso. So, yep, that's my number one. All right, yeah, Taco Tuesday. Our episode's released on Tuesday, so this is this is great, Allie. All right. Perfect. Uh, talking about some team stuff here, who's the funniest person on your team? Oh, gosh, they better not listen. This is always a debacle. Shoot. Okay, there's a freshman who I think is really funny, Erin Lamb. I'm gonna have to give her some credit. She just is like very authentically funny, like doesn't have to try for it. I appreciate people like that. So Erin Lamb. All right, shout out to Erin. How about uh, when you travel, who's the messiest teammate to room with on the road? This is tough. I don't know if I have one really. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't think anyone really. Everyone kind of just stays in their little zone. We get our own bed, our own like side of the room. So, yeah, sorry, that's a boring answer, but I don't, I can't really think of anyone. That's okay. Oh, we can pass on that one. No worries. All right. 
talking about your coach, Coach Skinner. What's yeah. your coach's uh, favorite drill? Favorite drill. He really loves this drill called <laughs> seven ball. Um, probably won't mean anything to you, but we just kind of like rotate in a circle and it's a drill that we think is very pointless. And he knows that because never in a game will you like rotate in a circle like that. So we always like throw a fit when he does it. And I think he just likes doing it because we throw a fit. So seven ball. All right. Go seven ball. All right. What's, how about you, Ali? What's your favorite like drill or like practice activity? I think just five on five competing or six on six. We start every practice with um, like fives, what we call it. So just five on each side. Um, and you're just like going at people's throats. And I think it's just a great way to like set the tone for practice and everyone's competitive and it's, I don't know, just a great way to set the tone. So mm -hmm. fives for sure. Yeah. To get, yeah. Get the, get the practice started and whatnot. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking outside of sport, what's your favorite hobby outside of volleyball? I really love, I love to be outside. So like going on a lake or I love to be at the beach. Obviously that's not something I can do regularly, but um, hiking, I think just like going for walks, that stuff. We always talk about like filling your cup up. Um, so those are things that kind of like fill me up just being outside and enjoying nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All about the balance being out outside. All right. Yeah. Last one I have is uh, coffee or tea. And then like, what's your go-to order? Oh, coffee. No doubt. Um, go-to order. I'm a big Starbucks girl. Probably just a I've kind of been into the shake and espresso lately, so that's kind of like a fun order if I want some sugar. But if I just want like a, a daily, I have an espresso here, so I'll just make like a black cup of coffee or if I'm out somewhere, um, just like an iced coffee, black. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'll take it for sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so in closing here, we, we talked about your daily schedule. You have quite the grind going on right now, student teaching. What's on your daily grind, you know, later this year, back half of 2022? Um, so my plan would be to graduate in May, um, the first week of May, I'll graduate. And then I'm actually getting married in June. So that's kind of a big life change. But um, so we'll move in together right after the wedding. And then um, I'll just keep training and hopefully staying in shape. And then come August, I'll hopefully move over. We'll, we'll move over to Europe and I'll start my um, pro team and I'll kind of find out those plans and where I'm going, hopefully later in February or early March. So um, that season will start in August and then we'll kind of see where that takes me, but hopefully a lot more volleyball in the future. Wonderful. Yeah. You have a lot of exciting things ahead of you, Allie, for this yeah. year. Uh, we'll be cheering you virtually here on the podcast. Uh, as we say here on the, on, on the pod, keep up the grind. Allie, your story, very inspirational. Do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote or a saying? A quote or a saying? Hmm. I should, I should have one. I think, um, maybe just going off what I said earlier. Um, you know, it's really easy. Like my quote, I guess we'll say when the moment, so that kind of relates. And so that can be, you know, non related. I know this is kind of like a business podcast as well and not just athletes. So I think, you know, hearing from an athlete, it's easy just to relate, you know, when the moment to sports, but it also relates to all aspects of life. So, um, you know, we are faced with choices and, um, that could be just like eating a healthy meal, or maybe, you know, you need some, some sunlight. So going outside instead of just like sitting on your phone scrolling. So like making choices that will help you as a person. And at the end of the day, we know what we need. Sometimes we just choose not to listen to them or, um, do those things that will help us. So, um, just win each moment. And that relates, you know, in all aspects of life. Really well said, Allie. I think that fits perfectly with today's 
episode, your story, you inspiring us here on our own daily grinds. Um, and wherever everyone's daily grind is different. So this is great. I, I got my mantra for the week now. Last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, you know, I want to get in touch with you, want to follow you, how can they do so after this episode? Absolutely. Um, Instagram is just Ali Stumler, A-L-L-I-S-T-U-M-L-E-R. And then um, Twitter, I don't get on a ton, but I definitely do check it probably once a week. Um, and it's just, I think it's A Stumler. Um, and then what else? Those are really the top two. I do have like a Facebook, that kind of stuff, but check um, Instagram probably more regularly. So Ali Stumler for that. Okay. Wonderful. We'll put uh, Ali's contact info where to find her on social. Thanks again for tuning to today's episode. A big thank you to Ali for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Thanks for tuning into the daily grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at daily grind pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Well, until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. See ya. Bye-bye. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian.